Hello and welcome to another Perusia podcast. I'm Shabarash, your host. And in the studio with me, we're announcing um, a brand new couple of books, uh, a brand new ABC book, Biblical ABC. And we also got a coloring book that goes with it. And I'm holding them both. And excuse me, I'm, I'm fumbling all here, but I've got a few of them right here. The author of these books is none other than Caroline Curry, and she joins me live in the studio. And we're going to discuss uh, who she is, her faith upbringing, and a bit about this project. So, Caroline, welcome to the studio. Hi, Shabal. Thank you for having me. Yeah, thanks for coming in. Uh, congratulations. Um, uh, when, when you first uh, approached me about this idea, when I had a look at it, I thought it's brilliant uh, for young people and bringing uh, the, the Bible in such an easy format for young people and, and hopefully making connections between the Bible stories and the letters. We yep. all have to learn ABC. So, so well done on, on this project. Thank you. Thank you. Um, now, you are a teacher yourself, so yes. you sort of have a bit of a, the education background and, and understand uh, what, what goes into a good book and what helps young people learn. Um, so I, I want to tap into all that. But before we go into all that, <laughs> who are you? Who is Caroline Curry? So people can learn a bit about this, the author of these books, a yeah. um, bit of your upbringing. Are you a cradle Catholic? Did you grow up uh, practicing as a Catholic? Yeah. So I was brought up as a Catholic. I was actually baptized in Lebanon at the age oh, wow. of three. Okay. And I went to St. Charles for 13 years and faith has always been an important part of my journey. And I always went to mass with my family on a Sunday to St. Charles. And I suppose my faith journey, I don't have a big story or anything dramatic or traumatic that happened <laughs> in my life. Um, I just think my St. Charles really helped me to develop my faith. My religion teacher when I was in school always encouraged us to be proud of our faith and yes. I've always tried to wear it on my sleeve and embed it in my life where possible. And I had always, maybe when I was in year 10, had wanted to become a teacher. I think I initially wanted to become a food tech teacher and then that changed to PE. And I'm actually a PE teacher, but I haven't taught PE in mm -hmm. the last few years because I've been, I'm currently the leader of RE curriculum at St. Vincent's College in Ashfield and that's sort of where my passion is. As much as I love teaching PE, wearing the PE gear, yes. my passion is RE yes. and being in the classroom with young kids and forming their minds. And that's where the idea of creating a biblical ABC book started. Awesome. Well, you, you probably don't know this, but that's exactly my background. I, I did um, P, PE first as, oh, as a wow. teacher. And I, I remember coming out of high school and then going into like gym instruction, personal training, all that. And then I did my undergrad at, uh, ACP in Homebush. Oh, yes. So the, and then I got a full-time job as a PE teacher. So a lot of people may not know that. Yeah. But, uh, and then I transitioned. I, went, I did a Master's of Theology in Notre Dame and went into RE. Yeah. And then that led to the story of Perusia sort of in that time. So there you go. Similar background yeah. in a sense. How long have you been teaching for now? Uh, nine years. Nine years. Wow. Yeah. Uh, have you been in that same school this whole time or have you moved around a bit? No, my very first school was St. Ursula's in Kingsgrove oh, yeah. and then Maris Penshurst and I've just been at St. Vincent's since the start of this okay. year. All in the Catholic system? All in the Catholic yeah, system. Fantastic. Yeah. Um, just uh, upbringing, you've got uh, brothers and sisters as well. Yeah, I have an older brother who lives in Dubai wow. and a younger brother and sister. Okay, okay. Awesome. And it was good talking off air. We, we have got a lot of common friends as well. Yeah, and, uh, <laughs> it's a small world. Yes. <laughs> um, now, I want to dive into, uh, so, so is there a time, like, did you always take your face through? So you went to Mass every Sunday. Did you, did, was it a time in your life where you, you stopped going or you, that was part of you right through university? Was it always sort of 
uh, an important part of your life? I actually was just having this conversation with my year seven students this afternoon because I said to them, put your hands up if you think you're too busy to go to church on the weekend. Mm, good question. And there is, everyone put their hand up, you know, and if when I was in year seven, I 100% would have been one of those people. I did go to church, I'm going to say most Sundays, not every Sunday, most Sundays with my family because it's just something that we did. Yes. I wasn't, I didn't have the ability to drive myself to church back at that age. And I said to them, even though you think you're busy and life is busy, 100%. I was like, as an adult now, I never think about church as a burden or something that I, oh, I need to make it to church. Mm -hmm. I want mm -hmm. to go to church. And there are so many opportunities for us to go to church. I can go Saturday night, I can go Sunday morning, I can go Sunday night. And my relationship with God when I was in school, I felt like it was in that foundational stage. I was being formed by my teachers, my friends. St. Charles is a great platform for us to grow in our faith, especially having the church right there. Yeah. And then I think when I left school, to be honest, I think I lost my faith a little bit. You know, you get that freedom driving, mm -hmm. going out, going to uni, being with friends. And I felt like I lost it a bit. And then if I think of a defining time in my life where it came back, I had been on a Good Friday walk from a church in Granville to St. Mary's Cathedral on Good Friday. It takes about wow. seven hours. That's a it's big a, walk. <laughs> yeah, it's a big walk. I used to work in a seafood shop. And yeah, I was working on Good Friday because it was like the busiest day. Wow. And after an eight hour shift, I went home, had something to eat, went on this Good Friday walk thinking, oh yeah, it's gonna be fine. <laughs> and it was a struggle after being at work all day and someone was handing out miraculous medals and I didn't know anything about it. I must have been maybe 20 then. Okay. And I got the miraculous medal and I was very excited. I hung it up in my room and not until I was on my first prac it came up in the To Know, Worship and Love textbook. And I was like, oh, that's the miraculous medal that I have in my, um, in my room. So then I read the story about it and then I researched a little bit more about it and very quickly it became one of my favourite religious items. And for the last nine years as a teacher, I've been giving a miraculous medal to every single wow. one of my students. I read the story to them about the miraculous medal and then I say to them, if you would like one, you can come up and get one from me because that's if awesome. I just hand them out one, they're gonna, some kids will get excited that they receive something and some would throw it in their bag or just do nothing with it. So I thought if I read them the story and then invite them to come up and get one, it might have yes. more of an impact and they always come up, especially the boys. Wow. And yeah, that's been, that's been an important part of my faith as well. And it's still one of my favorite religious items. I'm wearing one right now um, that I just got recently while I was at World Youth Day. And I was very lucky enough last year to go to the Chapel of the Miraculous Medal in France, wow. in Paris. And I'm not too much of an emotional person, but I don't know what happened to me. In my mind, I had always dreamed of going and I thought, oh, imagine one day I can go there. And I found myself in the chapel and I was just in tears <laughs> the whole time. Wow. And yeah, Is that, that's... Uh, St. Catherine of Labore. Yes. She, uh, now that we're mentioning all that, can you touch a little bit about it just for anyone who's not heard about it? Yeah. What, what is the Miraculous Medal and sort of where, just something to sort of uh, whet our appetite here, what, yeah. what, a bit about it. So St. Catherine had three apparitions of Mary who instructed her to create the Miraculous Medal. And it was in a time, I think it must have been 1821 or around that time, okay. where the world was in a bit of turmoil and people were turning away from God. And in the apparitions, she instructed St. Catherine to construct this medal and then soon it went all over Paris and then it blanketed the world. And wow. now you see 
millions of people wearing yeah, it's it. It's amazing. You know? I'm seeing them everywhere. Absolutely. Yeah. Absolutely. So St. Catherine of Labore is the saint. And then what, why is it called the Miraculous Medal? What, what's with the title? Is it, is it something? Cause I've heard of people putting the medal in certain places if you want something to happen yeah. or giving it to someone and if they hold it, healings happen. Yeah. Uh, so in, so the, in the story of St. Catherine's apparitions, it says those who wear it around their neck will receive graces from okay. Mary. And I think that's why it's become okay. a medallion that people wear. Fantastic. Yeah, I've got it on my uh, on the rosary away, and yeah. normally I have one on the outside. But every time someone asks about it, I take it off, I give it to them, and then yeah. I, I find another one, and yeah. there's another one. That's how you sort of can plant the yeah. seeds. We might actually remind me. I might do a dedicated show on that because I okay. think it's important. Yeah, um, it's a beautiful piece. Uh, yeah, there's a, there's someone. His name is Tony Matter. He's the one yes, that know him well. I've been getting miraculous medals from him <laughs> since I started teaching nine years ago. Every wow. year I ask for. He's been doing it all a, that yeah, time. Yeah. <laughs> He's fantastic. Yeah, we might get him on to talk yeah, about it. Yeah. Uh, so that's a little shout out there. Check it out. It's, it's, he's got a, an uh, Instagram page. Yeah, I think it's the Miraculous Medal. The Miraculous Medal. I could medal. be wrong. Okay. But All right, we'll, yeah. we'll find it and put the link yeah. in. Uh, so you went to St. Charles. I just want to touch on the importance of that. You said it laid a foundation for you. And I, I'm very familiar with St. Charles College and Church. Mm -hmm. And it is, it is something unique. It is a special place. When you're seeing, you know, seven, eight monks walking around in their in the mm -hmm. robes, um, and you're seeing um, so many people, it's part of their culture. Yeah. It's. I mean, I'm Maronite myself. My name is Charbel. Yeah. I was baptized at that church. Yeah. The reason my name Charbel is because of a miracle that happened in my in, in my life, my yeah. mum. So yeah, it's something personal to me, and I've and I love that. In the last couple of years, globally, it's starting to become more known. This Saint Charbel. Yeah. This hermit from North Lebanon. The importance of your friends, uh, you know, it was part, you had good religion teachers, you had these monks walking around, you had yeah. the church right there on the same site, you know, you you got the playground uh, that's right there, you could almost walk yeah. literally very easily. Um, and then and then hanging out, what, what I like about what I've noticed, that's very unusual, you don't see it in, in mainstream parishes, yeah. but uh, you, you know, outside of the Sunday Mass, the Sunday Mass, but outside of that, there's more there's activities all the time yeah. and people just hang out and friends are there. It becomes like a, a home away from home. Yeah. Was it like that for you growing up? Um, not necessarily, to be honest. I, when I was in school, I just went there for church. Okay. Um, growing up, I did. I went with St. Charles on a missionary trip to the Philippines and wow. I tried to connect where I could. But I'm a Maronite as well, but I go to a Roman Catholic church in my area that doesn't have too many parishioners. Okay. And I started going there maybe 10 or 11 years ago. And since then, I've been going there regularly. I still go to St. Charles for my personal prayers or for mm -hmm. a weekday mass. But for my um, regular Sunday masses or Saturday masses, I'm going, I go to St. Christopher's in yeah. Panania. Okay. But yeah. I think St. Charles is a really important part of it even as a student was, it's a, it's a community. I was with the same mm. people from kindergarten all the way through to oh. year 12 and still till this day, my very close group of best friends are people that I've known since I was in kindergarten. Wow. We travel together, we celebrate all important events together, milestones, good times, bad times, everything together. And I think St. Charles has that ability to connect people. Yes. And I suppose you're connecting on many levels, culturally, spiritually, and it has that yes. opportunity for growth because you already have things in common. Yeah, that's so true. Lifelong friends. Yes. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I certainly, uh, I mean, I know some of my primary school friends. I know some of my high school friends, one or two. Yeah. 
but I wouldn't say it's the majority. Yeah. It's, uh, yeah, so that's, that's powerful. And I think the church there as a student, you don't, looking back, you don't think about how special it is to mm. have a school and a church right next to each other. Yeah. Because yeah. as a teacher now, I've worked in schools where we have a chapel. My two previous schools had chapels, but no specific church. Whereas my current school, St. Vincent's, has a church right across the road. Yeah. And it makes a big difference. Like as a student, we went to mass every single Tuesday as a whole school. Every single Monday morning, we sung the Australian anthem, sung the Lebanese anthem, sung our college wow. song. And there was always community. It was a very, very important part of wow. our education. Yeah, wow, that's, that's great. Um, yeah, I, I highly recommend people, just, if they're not familiar with it, just to experience it, if they've got a chance to go. <laughs> yeah. Um, and those who are not in Sydney, you know, go to a, a Maronite church maybe. Just see, uh, because I think it's something in there that I've identified as well. And I only appreciate it as, a, as an adult. I actually, I didn't go yeah. to church growing up. I yeah. was on and off and very lukewarm and people know my story. But, but when I did come back and I discovered other people that looked like me, yeah. <laughs> that practiced the faith, yeah. it was just like, wow. And The sense of community amazing. is special. Yeah. I even a few years back went with my girlfriends from St. Charles. We went to America for yeah. a winter trip. And while we were in Vegas, we went to St. Charles in Vegas. Oh, there's a it's church literally in, Vegas in called the desert. Saint yes. Wow. The same almost, it almost looked like the same demographics. Wow. It's like okay. they picked up St. Charles in Punchbowl and put it in <laughs> Vegas. Wasn't wow. as um, it was a growing church. But okay. yeah. There you go. Yeah, I know in America there's about the last I heard, up to 200 Maronite churches in, yeah, the, in the United it's States. it's special. So check it out if anyone in yeah. America. Um, yeah, wow. Uh, you touched on something that I, I think is an important point. You said Saturday night, Sunday morning, Sunday night mass, right? That's that, and, and you had that discussion with your students mm -hmm. about uh, do they have time? What's interesting about this is we're living in a time where mass, almost any, every hour, somewhere in your city, if it's mm -hmm. a major city, you can get access to mass. Yeah. And there was a time not long ago, our grandparents only had one option. It was yeah. a Sunday morning mass. Um, that was when you know the village would have to come. Yeah. You, you, you miss it. If you don't go there, that's it. And you know now our busy lifestyle, we're adapting, we're, we're trying to tailor to make it easier and give people an opportunity to make sure they don't miss mass. And, and understandably for those who are in hospitals and nurses, they can't be, if they're doing shift work, mm -hmm. ambulances, police officers, fire brigades, I mean, you name it. There's so many um, different roles that makes it very hard for someone yeah. to go to that morning mass. So the church is sort of tailored for that. Yeah. But with all that, do you find, sometimes we take it for granted. It's like, oh yeah, if I miss the morning, I'll, I'll go at night, but then you get too tired, I, I can't go tonight. Or, you know, I can't do it all on a Sunday, I've got the Saturday night option. And then bit by bit, as, as things become easier and more, more sort of accessible, we take them for granted and then they become less important in a funny way. Yeah. Well, I think COVID, I suppose, would have been a big yeah. Yeah. eye-opener for everyone. I know I miss going to church. Like, yeah. No one wants to watch church on a screen. Yeah, that's, that's not right. church. You can't receive Jesus while watching Mass on a screen. Yeah. It was fantastic that we live in a world where we can at least access that, access the homilies, be present. But nothing beats being in mass. Yeah. Is, is it a problem that there are multiple masses? Probably not, because I suppose for people that have to work on a Saturday night mm -hmm. or a Sunday, it gives them more of an opportunity to go. 
I find now because there are multiple masses, we don't have an excuse not to go. That's right. Whereas with my students who yeah. are only in year seven, young boys, um, I said to them, it's okay if you can't go. If some don't come from practicing families, some mm, aren't Catholic, mm. full stop. And even if they take that opportunity on Sunday to spend some time with God through prayer, through yeah. reading a book on a saint, through watching a religious movie. And then when they get to that age where they can drive themselves to church. Yeah. And so, that's our role, I suppose, as yeah. educators to form them spiritually, Very good. emotionally, socially, and to do what we can to impact them. Yeah. Because they can't get in a car and drive to church, even if I said to them, hey guys, I did. I challenged them to go to church this Christmas because not everyone went to, said they went to church on Christmas. Okay. Which seems crazy for someone like me but if they're not coming from practicing families or they're not catholic then there's no sort of connection there why do i need to go to church on christmas if my family doesn't go to church and i think our families and the way we're brought up plays a huge role in our faith how we develop as adults as well yeah very true very true um Right now, in Australia, the stats, the latest, is we're like 40% of Australians uh, belong to no religion. Zero. Yeah. Um, 38.9. There you go. You got the I exact. unpack it with my it's SOR just, uh, students. It's reality. Yeah. That's amazing. I mean, yeah. the next census, we're closing in on half of the country. I mean, imagine yeah. that. So that, that's the reality. Very secular at the moment. Um, and then in a Catholic school system, to know the majority are not practicing, but other majority, even Catholic. So, a majority are Catholic, Catholic just not but necessarily perhaps practicing. not practicing. Okay. I can't. I don't know specific details sure. for every Catholic school, but there, there's definitely Catholics there. Yeah, yeah. Practicing Catholics, yes, but is it is that all we're taking in? No, there are kids from yeah. public schools, okay. and we just and meet them. Yeah, non-Catholics, but we meet them on their faith journey, yep. sort of form them into how to be a human being in a mm-hmm. Catholic school because they can still get involved in a number of things. They yes. can still attend mass, listen to the homily, but maybe they're coming up for a blessing and not receiving Jesus. Yeah. Do you, did you have, um, do you have uh, non-Catholics in your religion class? Yeah. So, so I've got some, I remember I, I taught uh, religion from grades two to 12. So I've had the, yeah. that range. And I remember in primary school, there was, there was a few boys students that stood out and and the per, one of the one year a year five grade my number one student was a buddhist boy yeah he memorized the the quizzes yeah he, he came first every time his, his his work was outstanding and it it shows you like i mean that's impressive for a, a, a buddhist boy um to know the faith but he didn't believe yeah and this is this is interesting the idea of what is the faith to us? Yeah, is it just a subject? Is it mm-hmm. maths, English, science, religion? Yeah. Or is it something more than that? Um, and how do we go from just the head knowledge of I know the stuff to making it real in my life and that's going to change something in me? Uh, what's it like in, in your experience and over your years you've been teaching for a while now? Uh, does it target those non-Catholics and and... I just wonder, is there, are the seeds are obviously being planted. Yeah. Does that, does that sort of, uh, have you seen it sprout and, and, well, and flourish? The, yeah. Well, year seven is 
has all foundational topics. Like mm -hmm. the very first topic is what it means to be Catholic. Yeah. Wow. And the second topic, sacred scripture. Third topic, ways of praying. It's yeah. all the foundational stuff. So we're basically are meeting everyone and we're starting with everyone from scratch. Mm -hmm. The mm -hmm. ones that are Catholic and practicing then well, are the ones answering questions and know yeah. the answer. Yeah. For everyone else, we give them that opportunity to learn about it from scratch. I know next week with my current year sevens, we are doing, for all of year seven, the whole school actually, we are doing someone from Sydney Catholic Schools is coming in to speak to them about the importance of mass, how to be mm -hmm. reverent. What, what does it mean that Jesus is present? How should we participate in mass and how can we get the most out of it? Awesome. And then the following day they'll attend a mass Mm -hmm. to sort of unpack and live out everything that they've learned. Because even if they're coming from, even if they're Catholic and non-practicing, they're sort of in mass and unsure what to do. And mm -hmm. it's not just students in my school. I've been in multiple schools and had conversations with multiple teachers. And because they're coming from non-practicing families or they might not necessarily be Catholic, they're not sure of what to do. And that's our role, to yeah. teach them, to support them, to form them and to bring the curriculum to life. The curriculum has a lot of work for us to get through, yeah. assessments, yeah. outcomes, but religion and all Catholic schools, our first and foremost objective is to form them spiritually and as whole people. Yeah, awesome. That, look, that's, that's, a whole that's another show. <laughs> I think uh, we can unpack this big time. And it is an area, and it, it is an area, I, I mean, it's super important um, and we've got parents to deal with, we've got teachers to deal with, you've got students, you've got the society, there's so many fronts. Um, but I, yeah, yeah, interesting. I, I'd love to, that's another day because I want to get into your books. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> let, uh, one last question, you're a teacher, what made you want to be a teacher? Did you always want to be a teacher? What sort of drew you to the profession of being a teacher? I think when I was in year 10, I had decided um, I wanted to be a food tech teacher, like okay, I said. Yes. Um, I don't know, I don't have any big story. I just thought, you know, I wanna be a food tech teacher and then I changed my mind and said, okay, I wanna be a PE teacher. Yeah. And then after Enjoy. school, I went into uni and I can't picture myself doing anything else but this. And wow. a quote from Mother Teresa that really resonates with me is, wherever God has put you, that is your vocation. Mm. And it's not about how much we do, but how much love we put into it. And I feel like teaching is where God wants me and needs me. Yeah, awesome. And teaching religion. Yeah. Yeah, wow. So, so uh, yeah, you transitioned over to, to, to RE and uh, here you are. Amazing. Yeah. Now, when did the idea, so this, let me just, I've got, I've got three books, but there's, basically this is the same book. We've got a hard cover, a soft cover, um, biblical ABC. Yeah. Um, so let's just, let's just put one down. And you've got this one here, a colouring book. Which one was first? I mean, they're both being released now, but what idea was first? Oh, the Biblical ABC. So let's talk about this first. Um, when did you first come up with the concept of this, what, this idea? The very first thing I came up with is actually at the back, and it's the, my logo, um, Pockets of Heaven. And I just thought there are so many opportunities and miracles happening, small things that we miss, and we have an opportunity to be in Jesus's pocket in the small mm. things, the everyday things. And I thought, what can I do outside of my job as a teacher to bring Jesus to everyone? And then the business idea came to my head and I thought pockets of heaven would be a good idea. And then I wanted to start somewhere where our faith is needed most. And I feel like that's in our young kids. 
And mm. once we form, I was formed, I feel like from school, from my parents, from growing up in the faith. And I feel like if I provide some sort of avenue, this isn't a miracle worker, it's just an ABC book, but yes. it introduces them. One, they need to learn their letters anyway, but yeah. why not learn them with um, some sentences that can connect them to scripture, some sentences that can help them understand what Christianity is all about. Awesome. Now you are a secondary teacher. Yes. But you're, you're doing something here for our primary yeah. students, which is great. And you're right, you got to start the journey very young. And you're starting at the very, very beginning, yeah. learning your ABCs. Now, it's not the only ABC book um, on the market out there. There mm -hmm. are others. Christians have come up with different ones. Yeah. Uh, it's not even the only one that we have at Perusia. But this one, um, yeah, what I love about it, you've, asked, you've got a sentence, you've got the image. Uh, it's colourful, it's, um, it's bright, it, it's nice and bold. And you've got, you know, the, these biblical, specifically mm -hmm. biblical imagery. So I just want to give people a sample here. So A, and we've got here, A is for ark. Yeah. And just in the process, you know, and I'll just read the first one just to get, get going. God told Noah to build an ark, and you've, you've bolded it, to save his family and two of every animal from the great flood. So what this does is, and you've even got the, the scripture quotes, so I love that you've done that, because then you can go back and read the full story. Yeah, that's for the older kids. Yeah, my okay, plan, that my, was deliberate. My idea was... Um, I have friends that have four kids, three mm. kids, two kids, and I thought a mum might want to buy this one book and she can use it for to teach her two-year-old the letters, yes. her three-year-old the sentences. Maybe the nine-year-old can say, oh, okay, Genesis, I'm going to have yeah. open up the Bible and I can use this to find the scripture passage. Or in a school setting, a primary school, if a school were to buy a set of 30 let's mm -hmm. say for the class the kindies can use it just for unpacking the letter and then the year sixes can choose it i mean use this for unpacking scripture locating mm -hmm. it in a bible yeah interesting i love that well we're going to see how the journey continues because you, you you started in genesis you've got the ark very critical part i love all this stuff yeah. because of the bible studies we, we offer um the imagery did you have to um find like uh, uh, illustrate was it hard to find you know, got someone around the world and to do all this, this the idea from concept to, to delivery. Yeah. Well, my younger brother actually supported me in this okay. and he was a huge help to find me an artist that could bring everything to life. Basically, I was getting images from Google. Okay. I provide him with a few images and ask if he could bring this to life. It all started with the logo and then the characters um, throughout this book sort of mimic the same framework as the characters in the logo as well. Yeah, okay. So the logo was first. Yeah. And, and you didn't, did you know at the, at the creation of the logo what the future had? Or you just said, I like this logo, this is the start something? Yeah, I put it together maybe on Microsoft Word and then no. the artist brought it to life. And okay. I just, I actually had a denim pocket as the pocket. <laughs> and I did know that I wanted Jesus in the center. I've yeah. got St. Peter there with the key. Okay. And I've got good. Mary on the side as well. Fantastic. All important figures in our faith. Yes. Yeah, pockets of heaven. I love it. You can go anywhere with this. I mean, this is, yeah, I could see stickers one day yeah. and uh, magnets and I don't know, T-shirts, who knows? We've got some key rings in the making. Okay, um, awesome. But yeah. Now let's just, just a few, I'm not going to go through the whole alphabet, but just a little bit here. B is for Bible. And you say here, the Bible uh, tells us stories about God and the life of Jesus. And then you've got the image of the Bible. And then now, do you have a reference for this one? No. no, because it's about the whole Bible. Yeah. Um, the next one you do, communion. Yeah. Now, this is great for all of our Christian friends yeah. because who may not think that 
Holy Communion is in the Bible, but you've got a reference. Yeah. Um, so during Mass, we join together for Communion to receive the body and blood of Jesus. And for our non-Catholic uh, Christians, we're thinking, where's that in the Bible? And you've got a reference right here. Luke yeah. 22, 14 to 20. Beautiful. What does that refer to? From memory, possibly the Last Supper. Okay. <laughs> Very good. Um, sorry, I'm putting on this. No, that's you have okay. to reference it. <laughs> so, yeah, and away we go. You've got disciple, you've got the earth, and, and again, you, you, you've got uh, the Gospels, you've got the Old Testament. Yeah. Just, just showing the imagery here. Um, was it, did it take a while to find the references, like the Bible references? Did that, yeah. what was the hardest part of this? Would... Probably the letter X was probably the hardest because okay. I don't have a letter. There's no Let's word in the Bible there. starting with the letter X, actually. Ah, so here's what you've done. You've gone for crucifix. So did you know that there are no words in the Bible that start with the letter X? That's great you said that, yeah. to be honest, because then it's, I guess it's uh, bad phonics, bad English, if we said that yeah. <laughs> was. A uh, crucifix ends with the letter X. A crucifix is a cross with Jesus. Fair enough. Okay. That's good how you, you frame that. Yeah. All right. Very good. And then uh, Y and then there was Z. What have you got for Z? What have you got? Oh, zeal. Oh, very nice. Zeal is passion. The disciple had great zeal after Pentecost. You've got Acts 2, uh, 1 to 12. Yeah, the last few letters of the alphabet were probably the most difficult. Yeah. <laughs> and I tried to select words like zeal isn't something most young kids will be familiar with, but there weren't many options for the letter Z. Yeah, yeah. And you've got the flames of fire yeah. on, uh, on top of their heads, at Pentecost. Then you've got this page at the end. It's the whole alphabet again, yeah. just in, in order. And you've got the capital the, the, and the lowercase. And then you've got the image yeah. that hopefully ties into the to child's memory. Yeah. That's very clever. I like that. Thank you. Right there. So th there it is. My first journey into the Bible. And it l certainly is. You've got it uh, filled with scripture. Uh, nice and simple. So your age, target age, I guess you're saying so as early as two years old, two, three years old could yeah. do this as early as they're ready to yeah. learn the ABCs. But then the sentence is there for those who are four, five, six, seven. Yeah. So probably um, that primary range, primary okay. school range or excellent preschool range for just the letters. Yeah. You know. But then go and use it as a, as as a sort of a launch pad to the other Bible stories yeah. as well. Fantastic. Well, we're excited to announce here and now. We've got this going to be available through ParisiaMedia.com, a softback. So in Australian dollars, nineteen ninety nine. Yeah. Those Americans out there, uh, it's a lot cheaper for you. So it works out about twelve dollars or so, US. Um, so nineteen ninety nine Australian or Canadian, similar to that. Uh, globally, it's available around the world if anyone wants it. Uh, softback, and then there's also the hardcover, and I'll just hold that up as well. Uh, it's if the people want it, it's only five dollars more, yeah. twenty four ninety nine, um, and people can get that. I don't know, people can have the preference of, of either. And if there's school, if it's a school that wants to buy class sets, you will get a discount. So contact us uh, at our website and and do that. And Maybe if you're willing, and those in Sydney, if, would you ever, I don't know, present or teach, show teachers how to utilise this? Yeah. Um, obviously not in secondary, but in primary, uh, that will be an interesting uh, exercise. How do we implement it in a way that's effective and flush it out? Yeah. Now, one thing you did do, I want to move on to the next part, the colouring book. So already you're thinking of phase two already. Yeah. So we're launching now two books here, uh, and three if you include the, the hardcover, but uh, Biblical ABC, Colouring Your Adventures, and you've got the characters, and I love this, you've got the same characters that are yeah. there, appearing here. It's in an A4, so for uh, American world, it's like a letter size, uh, a bit taller than a letter size. 
You've got your pockets of heaven. Yeah. But let's quickly just see, does it link directly to yeah. the reader? Yeah. So, it's an interactive way of getting the kids that are reading the letters to trace over the letters to support them with their writing, support them with their reading. They can colour in the picture, read the sentence again and then rewrite the word. So you trace the letters yeah. and you colour it in. So it's a colouring book and a trace. Yeah. Yeah, there you go. So really a teacher could bake this in a kindergarten class or a year one class. Yeah. Certainly can do this. Um, homeschoolers as well. I know mm. they come across more and more. Um, yeah, great. So it's got the same image, it ties right in. They could colour and copy the other book or yeah. um, or make up their own. So there you go. Um, very good. Um, yeah, beautiful. Now, congratulations. This is Thank great. You. So th this is uh, available at $9.99. Yeah. Um, that's going to be available as well uh, internationally now. And we're launching it now. So people can uh, order on, on our website and uh, and check it out. Uh, this is, this is going to be good for families. And just to start the journey. now. Obviously, the obvious uh, question is, have you planned for what's next? What's next? Yeah. I do have my artist drawing yeah. some images of saints. Okay. So I'm not same sure. Same style? Same style, yeah. Mm -hmm. But I'm not 100% sure what I'm going to do with okay. it. Yeah, maybe some saint cards, maybe some saints as hero books. Yes. It's, it's in the making. I'm trying yeah. to juggle that in between yeah. All your busy life. everything <laughs> else. Yeah. Um, I'm, I hope St. Catherine Labore is in there. Yeah. Oh, not, <laughs> not, not, not as one of the saints that he's drawing just yet. I've given him 10 okay. saints that I feel like are familiar with everyone yes. first to awesome. start off with, and then we'll get into yeah. that. I think you can do so much in that world, the saints. It's yeah. going to be awesome. Uh, so, yeah, keep, let's keep in touch about that and see uh, when that comes out yeah. and whatever you can do there. So, um, What's your hope for, for this? Uh, so if you're just thinking fast forward, what, what impact do you hope this will have on families, schools, and young people? I suppose just exposing young children, families to the Bible, to mm -hmm. our faith, and to, I suppose, bringing everyone together. It, it could be parents reading the book to their son or daughter. Yes. Parents encouraging them to go and read, to trace, to colour in, to be involved in their faith. My hope is that maybe through this, people learn more about the Bible, mm -hmm. people are encouraged to go to church yeah to Excellent. have those conversations with everyone to build everything up i suppose so everyone has a bit of a taste and mm. has that option to jump in the pocket of jesus and mm. to get a little bit of heaven here on earth while we're here because this it. is where it all starts yeah amen oh beautiful thank you i, I hope that too i mean it's, it's a great way to start we've got to start somewhere and this is i mean what better place to start than the very beginning yeah um, and I love that you've referenced the scriptures and I think that allows us to go further. So I, I see almost in the future you could go sort of deeper, something for that upper primary level, junior high school, what, yeah. and those biblical stories and building on those. Yeah. Um, that's going to be great. And we, we really are in a time where, especially Catholics, are not familiar enough with the, the Bible yeah. stories. We, we might know a bit of you know, David and Goliath, a bit of Noah's Ark, yeah. a bit of the creation story. Uh, we, we, we know about Jesus, yes, Easter and Christmas, but uh, how much are we familiar with it? Do we yeah. see it connected? And um, Anything that's going to sustain that, support that, I think is, is going to be welcome. So I said yes right away when you approached me. I thought, yep, we need this. <laughs> we need something. We need to basically start the journey yeah. uh, with many, many people from, from the beginning. And as a parent myself, we've got a lot of young kids, uh, you know, something to read to the kids at night before yeah. they sleep. 
something to read. Uh, we, we homeschool as well, so part of their homeschooling yeah. would start here. Um, and implement schools. I see parishes and schools uh, doing this. So congratulations. Thank you. And yeah. thank you for your support. Absolutely. Absolutely. It's been great to, uh, to learn about you and, and, and the work. And I hope that uh, this is going to reach many, many people um, yeah. around there, not just in Sydney, Australia, but beyond and get ready. Yeah. Thank you. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, it is, so just one final thing, Pockets of Heaven, is there an online, if people want to know more about Pockets of Heaven, have you, have you got any ideas of getting an online presence there and doing something, you know, social media page or a website? I have a website domain. Oh, yeah. I have social media, yeah. Okay. Instagram and Facebook, it's Pockets of Heaven. That's live now? Yeah. Okay. All right. So Pockets of Heaven. Yeah. More so on Instagram. Instagram. Yeah. Okay. I have a website domain, but I haven't done okay. anything for that just okay. yet. That's I'm a, just going to start off here, yeah, next year's project, yeah. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. One step at a time. Yeah, exactly. Well, we'll promote, as soon as that's up and running, let yeah. us know, we'll promote that, we'll let everyone know about it. And, yeah. Um, that's exciting. So, all right, we'll put the link to the Instagram page yeah. in the description here. Um, thank you very much. I, 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 I hope this is not the only time we're going to see more of you. Um, let's see how this goes. Let's pray for this. I'm praying for this, that it has an impact. And uh, please pray for us at Perusia. Yes. And we'll keep in touch. And, 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 all the best in your profession. It's an important one. It's not just a job. It's yeah. a mission. It's a vocation, yeah. um, teaching, and uh, you know, it's something that's going to impact the next generation yeah. for years to come. So, so yeah, make the most of it. Thank you. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you. Thanks, everyone. I hope you uh, got a lot out of that. Um, they are available right now. So here we go. My first uh, journey into the Bible, biblical ABC. There it is, and then. Uh, Biblical ABC Colouring In Book, which is also a sort of a tracing book as well. Um, check it out. Both available at perusiamedia.com. Um, please, every family, just get, get a copy of each. Classrooms, let's get class sets. And, and people start the journey right now from as, as young as two years old. So thanks. I hope you got a lot of that. Subscribe to this channel. Uh, share these podcasts. They're completely free. Um, YouTube, subscribe. Click the bell so you get the notifications. And please share this far and wide. Uh, that's our goal is to reach as many souls as possible and inspire people uh, with these, these stories and these resources. So thanks again for joining us. Until next time, God bless.